Welcome to this episode of Against the Mountains of Madness. I'm your host, Jason. And I'm John C. Wright. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the 15-minute gulag. So, so uh, as people may be aware, our betters, betters um, have, have had the great idea to um, give us a wonderful new tomorrow where everything is within easy reach. Our, our cities are walkable. We have 15-minute cities where people can get everything they need within 15 minutes of their home and you don't need to drive or travel long distances to do anything anymore. This sounds like a wonderful utopia, John. What do you think? We already did a podcast on the nature of how wonderful utopia I did that with a straight face. Congratulations. <laughs> You're correct. The 15-minute city concept is being sold as a piece of urban planning where everyone is going to live within 15 minutes walk of all possible things they need. Bowling alleys, whorehouses, drugstores, liquor, liquor bars, uh, other types of whorehouses, and uh, uh, the uh, the soccer soccer feet, soccer uh, arena, I assume. So there's going to be one soccer arena every fifteen, every fifty minutes walk, which is I'm not I'm not very good at math. How how many square miles? How many uh, what, what's a fifty minute walk radius from a uh, uh, in terms of mileage? Two miles? Um, I just don't know. I think people walk four to six kilometers an hour, so it's a mile and a bit. I'm guessing. We don't we don't have kilometers in America. We have we have miles because we're yeah freedom units. I know I I know. Yeah. Um, but no, I think you're allowed to drive within 15 minutes. But 15 a 15 but minute drive is an electric car is a 15 minute drive. You have to drive your electric go kart 15 minutes. That's fine. So, so if we assume they move about 40, I mean that's okay. It's it's a it, you're, you're, you're staying within five to ten kilometers of home, I think, is, a, is what they have in okay. mind. So That's, I once everything's read, within five to ten kilometers. When I was young, I once read a statistic that said that during the Middle Ages, most people born uh, were born and died. That ninety percent of the people, maybe ninety-five, uh, never traveled more than twenty-five miles from the spot they were born. So they lived and died within a small area, one one village that they never left. So our yep. our betters, the elite now, I should say, our self-anointed, uh, uh, <laughs> the self the self-appointed uh, prophets, the self-anointed enlightened, the, yes. the magicians, yes, uh, whatever you want to call them, the uh, 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 the crackpots, the crackpots want to uh, make a city divided into blocks with walls around every block, so that everyone within that block has to spend their time there. And they're going to monitor and meter your use of your vehicle, your electric go-kart, to make sure you don't travel too far. And if you do, then this central con control will flip a switch and your car will turn off. And you'll get fined and the money will be directly removed from your, from your bank account immediately. Or if you vote from the wrong the way. the central bank you, digital currency. The central bank digital currency will remove it Those immediately things are from, horrifying. The, from the microchip that will be implanted in your, in your hand or in your, on, yeah. your, uh, on your forehead. Uh, because that's all... It's, it's got that for, vibe to yeah. it, doesn't it? Beg your pardon? It's got that vibe to it, doesn't it? Oh, certainly. Because here's what's funny about that. In in the old days, there used to be uh, licenses you had to get to, to trade the marketplace in, in in cities, and you had to you know wear it. And uh, of course, the uh, uh, the Jews were told to to carry the scripture uh, on their brows and on their hands, 
And that's why they had phylacteries to do that because they, they took it literally, you know, because it meant to be oh, whatever they did not know that. whatever their work was, whatever they did or whatever they thought was supposed to be guided by the by the Torah, was supposed to be guided by the Holy Holy Scripture. So when our our new enlightened, our self-appointed enlightened masters wish for us to live into the, the, the beautiful new futuristic world of uh, Mordor, Topia, Mordor-topia, then in, in Mordor-topia, we will wear on our wrists or on our hands, in our thoughts and in our deeds and our words, everything that they want us to, to say and think. Now, uh-huh. you have to ask yourself, well, why would anyone, if people actually wanted to live in a spot where everything they needed was within a 15-minute walk or a 15-minute drive, why would they just move to a location where that is already the case? Why does this need to be imposed on anyone anywhere? Why, well, why, why, I, if it's if it's something that people themselves actually care about, well, here's the answer: the the self-appointed enlightened, the uh, the the the, the uh, archons of Mordortopia, know better than us what we should do. They regard themselves as shepherds and us as sheep. They yeah. regard themselves as Morlocks and us as Eloi. We're their food animals, and so that... we can't possibly organize society for ourselves. We're just not. We're not as bright as these as these the people who got poorer grades than I did in school, so uh, and don't have as many degrees as I do, and haven't read as many books as I have. So their idea is that centralized control will allow them to control everything centrally, and they don't give a flying fig about fifty minutes walk. The excuse they're using is that it will stop uh, energy use, and and they want to stop all energy mm. use because it will stop global warming. But if they want to stop, but they clearly warming, don't care about that. They then they no, they don't care a bit because they, they, the moment someone says in the name of global warming, I'd like to put up more nuclear power plants. I will treat that man as if he is sincere. Yes. If he doesn't say that, if he says I want to control all energy use because I fear global warming, and I say, what about energy uses that do not contribute to any possible global warming? And he says, no, they have to go too. That man is a liar, and he's just of trying course. to stop energy use. Now, why would anyone try to stop energy use? Well, freedom. freedom. They want us not to do things. So what's a better way of getting people not to do things? Physically prevent them from leaving their home or their neighborhood. And the way you prevent them from leaving their home or their neighborhood is you give them an energy budget. And you say, you can't drive your electric cart more than 15 minutes away from your house, so we'll turn it off. You can't get on an airplane. You can get on an airplane once every three years with the, if, you st- if you store up all your calorie credits from the centralized bank of calorie credit system and we're also going to fine you or reward you according to your social utility the way they do it the way they do in china mm-hmm. which by the way is more control and more perfect than than anything uh, enunciated in 1984 by george orwell or by brave new world yeah. by by uh, Huxley. okay so we're actually going to enact and they i believe i believe cambridge and oxford are ramming this down the public's throat in the country that used to be england uh, uh, airstrip one, air, yeah, the country, that, yeah, the airstrip one. Uh, even now, without letting the public have a say, were they emboldened by the uh, the lockdowns for the uh, Wuhan Red Death? Uh, that turned out to be completely unnecessary and had no scientific basis whatsoever. No, they were counterproductive and killed people and yeah. did enormous economic damage for. Yep. I think someone ran the numbers, and the lockdowns maybe saved a handful of lives. If you ignore the fact that a whole lot of people killed themselves and things like that because of them. Um, it's the only time in history I've heard of anyone quarantining the healthy people and not the sick. Well, 
the thing the thing with the whole 15 minute city concept though i mean as advertised it's not a completely awful idea if you can walk everywhere everything is nearby i mean i understand the appeal of this idea you sure. don't have to travel too far your work is nearby it's good you it'll it it, it well it would probably tend to foster community and these sorts of things and if they were serious about doing it and really believed in the idea well you could well i mean that's right you laugh but i mean but you no, could, no, I'm, I'm impressed with your ability to keep a straight face. Please continue. <laughs> but you could you could do something like this in the right way, which is put the infrastructure in, put the incentives in to make make it so people, you know, have what they need within 15 minutes. You you could do that. You could make sure they have access to amenities. You could offer tax incentives to companies to make it easier for people to work from home and all of it. You, you could do that. And, you know, and you could voluntarily make this a good idea, but they're not going to do that. They're going to put fences up. Right. Like they're just going to do it by force and say, suck it, plebs. This is your new life now. Enjoy, enjoy your district. The Hunger Games are coming. Um, right. Because that's but, the point. They don't, they don't care about the cities either. They don't care about global warming any more than a global cool no, of course or they oil or anything else. They care about control. And they're course. using this as an excuse to, get, to gain control. Because to them, everything's... They can declare an emergency, and if it's an emergency, then you can force people into their homes. If it's an emer if it's a climate emergency, you can force everyone to, to live within their district, within their 15-minute district. Now, it sounds like a fine idea, but what if your son falls in love with a, a lovely young lady who lives 16 minutes away? Does he oh, just have hey. to walk the extra minute, or can he borrow the car? If he can borrow the car, what happens if he exceeds the, the electricity budget that's given to him by the central planners? Why can't oh, I agree. he prioritize? I mean, when I when I fell in love, I gave up I gave up free rent to go to move to New York to be with my true love. I gave up a lot to be near her, but that was my choice. If yeah, someone had taken my house away from me, if someone had taken my apartment away from me uh, because of my energy budget, that would have been a very different thing than me leaving that house in order to be oh, move. And you that's know? what I'm saying. I mean, they could do this if they really believed this was a good idea. There's ways they could do it to make it attractive to people. But they're not going to yeah. do that. They're just going to force everybody to do it. Put fences, put electronic fences up, and enslave yeah. everybody. Because um, right. that's the point. They're building it. They're building a gulag. They're just, they're just pretending they're doing it to save Mother Nature from the, the wicked plague of mankind. You know, even though technically we have more uh, timber growing in America now than we did when the red, when the Red Indians were here, and our air is cleaner now than it was in the 1970s, mm -hmm. and uh, the the famines that Paul Ehrlich predicted that would flood that would uh, strike smite uh, India in the eighties never happened. People still take him seriously. He's it's never the, been right. He's he's been wrong about everything, and he's he's never got he's never got one prediction right. And people still take him seriously. It's insane. In, uh, it's a cult, I guess. It's a cult. In in ancient myth, there was a woman named Cassandra who was beloved of Apollo, who granted her the gift of prophecy. But he then cursed her when she rejected yes. his advances so that no one would believe her, her prophecies. So when she prophesied the downfall of Troy to the Trojans, no one believed her. Well, Paul Ehrlich made a wager with the economist Julian Simon. Mm. And Julian Simon says, your model that what causes prices to go up and down is, is based on scarcity is false. Because when prices get high, what happens is human ingenuity tries to find some way of lowering the price again by making by using the resources that they have resources more efficiently or, or, or now it's more valuable resources 
now it's more valuable, so we will exploit other resources, which will make it more abundant, which will drive the price down. Right, correct. So the prices tend to go down. So the uh, Ehrlich would not would not debate with the guy with any with any rhyme or reason. So finally, Julian Simon was was forced to what he called the last resort of wagering. He said, "I bet you," and he bet some enormous sum of money that five thousand dollars was going to donate to a five thousand to a uh, charity over a ten year period. And he let Ehrlich pick five medals that he said, if you're right, if overpopulation is going to drain our resources, these metals will go out, will get more and more scarce, and the price will go up. Because unlike unlike oil, there's no there's, uh, metals are not renewable. They're not uh, they're not going to go up. Let me make a comment about renewable oil in a moment. Uh, so, ten years passed, every single metal dropped in price. Mm. Ehrlich then said, well. That's like a man who jumps out a window who thinks everything is fine until he hits the bottom. There's going to be a sudden catastrophe when we suddenly run out of everything that no one can predict when it's going to happen. Now, sure. This is from a guy Convenient. who's predicting that the end of the world is only 10 years away. Oh, yeah, of course. He's not the only he's... one. Greta Thunberg, who was just given an honorary degree as a doctor of theology from a university in... in yeah, Europe, I heard that. Uh, ...had to remove one of her tweets from five years ago predicting that the world would be over... In five years. Now, to be fair, she said that we only have five years to make the change, otherwise mankind will be destroyed. So it's possible that she meant not that the change and the destruction would happen at the same time, that we have five years to make the correction. If we fail to make the correction within five years, then eventually, a hundred years from now, we're going to be destroyed. So it's possible that young Greta Thunberg was correct and we're all doomed now. It's now too late to make the sudden changes to, that we need to to save the world from. What is it we need to be saving from again? Was it DDT or but, Ozone Hole I mean, or something? She has Oh, global the coming ice age, the global cooling. I saw that in sure. Time magazine. She has to remove it because if you take her seriously, you might as well just ignore her now. You might as well eat, drink, and be merry right. for tomorrow we die. For, for we're doomed. doomed. It's fine. We're yeah, done. The, okay, the, that's fine. The comet coming to destroy the Earth is now too close to be deflected by an atomic bomb, so we can't. You know, so, so yes. we don't have to take you. We don't have to take you seriously, crazy dead-eyed golem. But here's but here's <laughs> the problem with with both dead-eyed golem and reverse Cassandra. Oh, I should say the point of my story was, uh, uh, the Ehrlich then earned the moniker from Julian Simon as being the reverse Cassandra. The more <laughs> often his predictions are wrong, the more people, more people believe him. Believe him. So it's the opposite of Cassandra, who, who said the truth. The more often her predictions are right, the less people believe her. Okay? So mm. he has been wrong since every year of my life. Okay? He has been, he has been uh, uh, saying this completely bogus, unscientific BS every decade. And every decade he says the world's going to end in 10 years. And when the world doesn't end in 10 years, he just says it again. Okay? Now, oh, yeah. Do you think I he believes I have a lot more that? respect... For actual religious crazies who add up all the numbers in the first four books of the of the Bible and then divide that by Shakespeare's age to get the to figure out the number when when the planet Nemesis is going to crash into the Earth, okay, and, and destroy all life, they at least say they're getting their messages from angelic voices speaking in their heads. And I believe in angelic voices. I think that's entirely possible. I don't think that all the angels are loyal to God. I think there are other angels, but still. I'm willing to buy it. See, I, I would treat that guy with respect. I'd listen to his, you know, his argument, and I, and I would go my merry way, because the good book says that no man's going to know the hour, not even the sun. Okay, so if no man knows the hour, how does Ehrlich know the hour? He doesn't. 
Okay? Because none of these things, none of these scares turned out to be true. The DDT scare turned out to be untrue. You can eat DDT with a spoon. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't, it doesn't thin out bird eggs. All it does is make it so that more people die of malaria if you, if you ban it. The ozone hole in South America was caused by the eruption of Mount Erebus, which piled more chlorofluorocarbons into the atmosphere in one second than all of human activity on the Earth for all of history. Not to mention uh, the same amount of CO2, of carbon dioxide. Okay? So this idea that breathing out is a pollution is madness. In fact, I could, I could go down a list. I don't, know if, I don't know if you want to, but I could go down a list of just things that turned out to be false. Uh, well, I, I, mentioned the, I mentioned the shortage of tin, iron, zinc, and coal that Julian Simon made the wager with Paul Ehrlich about. The overpopulation one. Now, that, that one particularly amuses me as a science fiction writer. Because like UFO scares, we, my, my clan, is the one who made that up. Okay, that doesn't come from anywhere. Maybe you could say Malthus tried to make it up back in the uh, back in the day, but Malthus also later corrected what he said because you can't did, analyze did he? human behavior. Didn't know that. He he later retracted it at least in part because he said you can't analyze human behavior in a static way. People react to incentives. Mm, people living true. in crowded conditions tend to reproduce less frequently than people living in uncrowded conditions. You say. And if, if you're living on a farm, every every new baby is going to be a field hand, an unpaid field hand. If you're living in a city, every new baby means you have to pay more to buy a bigger apartment, you see? So the city mouse and the country yeah. mouse are going to do slightly different things with the, with, the, with the population pressure. Now, I'm old enough to remember when everyone was worried about global cooling. And it's the same thing's going to yep. be the next ice age. They turned on a dime and started talking about global warming. Yep. Then the data didn't bear that out. Nope. They're just, there is either minimal global warming or it's not happening at all and there's certainly been no proof that it's happening by human that's caused by human activity okay but even, i can go on pesticides if, were, were 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 suspended uh and things were banned because they they, they caused uh, uh tumors in mouse livers a saccharin was suspended because it caused it caused cancer in rats but they don't tell you that the thing is the dosage these things these rats were overdosed with all these things until they produced the cancer okay Acid rain. It never happened. It's no such thing. It's, it's a natural cycle. It corrects itself. It's not caused by human activity. I would note so with, so um, I mean, even if we granted all of the presumptions of the climate change maniacs, that it's all human activity and it's all, you know, like if we grant all their assumptions, Okay. I mean, for the sake of argument, sure. Um, it's still, it's still not the case that um, therefore, we need communism to solve the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Why like, the communism? Where's the worst pollution on earth right now? I think you know which country it is. I do. It's China. It's China. Oh, China and India and Africa. It's undeveloped countries and China. Right. Which, Basically. Which pretends, which pretends to be an undeveloped country, even though they're they're dominating the, uh, the economy on the world market. Yes. Yes. Um, so and it's, and yes. the, the in fact the cleanest air is in the most capitalist country in America. What's well, in the country? Well, I mean, clean air is one of those things you can afford when you have lots of excess wealth. Right. When you are when you when you are when you are scrabbling to get by, clean air is a, and clean air and water is a luxury, it's a luxury. because you need to survive. Yeah. But when you have abundant resources, clean air and water are, are things you can afford to buy. Because I mean, you know. 
these things cost money. It's it's more expensive not to dump waste in the river. It's right. more expensive to make clean smokestacks and all the rest of it. Right, right. Um, but it's oh. technically feasible for a wealthy country. So what you what you yes. do not want to do is when you're living in a fat wealthy country like I am to say to some poor poor backward country that's trying to no you can't have energy off starvation. Uh, you may not do what we did to become wealthy. We put up factories, and then we made enough money to make it so the factories don't smoke. You cannot put up factories. The the real how, the how real... cruel is that? That's just oh, that's it's just evil. Begging it's evil. The uh, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, you know the the uh, the, the uh, uh, famine to to get on his horse and ride. It's it's unbelievable. And war, cruel. for that matter. Yeah, it, it, war will also be unleashed. The, the four tend to get together. You know. Now, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a little bit of war if it happened in Oxford and Cambridge with people tearing down the barricades and overturning their electric cars, which have to be battery oh. powered by elements that come from where? Where does the yeah. lithium come from that goes into a, a car battery? Yeah, not 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 places is, that are renowned it, for their freedom and liberty. Is it from China? And Africa, the Congo, places like that, Africa, where, Congo. where slave, has, slave children who, are worked to death. Yeah. And who has who has the most control in Africa right now, thanks to our uh, terrible foreign policy of Europe and America? Oh, the Chinese too. China? Okay. Yeah. So they, they, they went in, spent money, and, and uh, bought friends. Sure. You, you know what the worst part, one of the worst parts about all of these, um, all of these solutions are? Um, What's that? What, one of the worst parts is... The people that are the people that want solutions are uh, imposed solutions by fiat, um, sure. which often often is worse. So, so I mean, there's two ways to solve a problem. So, uh, you're familiar. Cars are all required to be fitted with catalytic converters now, right? Yes. Um, they they use some platinum, and it makes sure that the burnt byproducts of a combustion engine. Um, the, the the catalytic converter makes sure you basically get water and um, you get water and carbon dioxide out at the other end. It's a, it right. ends up being a clean process that everything's completely burnt. It scrubs the smoke before it goes out the tailpipe. Basically, but basically yes. Um, and I mean, that's okay. I mean, that's that's one way. So if you say your car's emissions have to be clean, and you just need water and carbon dioxide out the back end of the car, that's one way to solve the problem. Right. Um, but our would-be overlords um, said, this is the solution to the problem. You must fit these converters to cars for them to be legal. Um, this is how we're solving the problem. Do as you told car companies. Um, the irony is, I think it was Honda had made really, really great strides in making really efficient, really, really clean burning engines that didn't require catalytic converters. They burned perfectly clean. They worked the way you wanted them to um, without any of the problems, and you didn't need to fit these expensive catalytic converters to them. They just made a better engine. But, of yeah. course, now they still have to fit catalytic converters to their engines, so there's no incentive at all for people to make cleaner, burning, better engines because they're required to have this particular technology fitted. Um, the same, they had the same thing with, um, I may have this slightly wrong. Um, they had, they were required to fit electrostatic filters to smokestacks, 
um, to filter sulfur and other garbage out of uh, because of impurities in the coal. Um, so what did what did companies do? They're required to fit this technology to solve the problem. But there's another way to solve the problem, which is you get purer, cleaner coal from a different source. Yeah. Um, it's more expensive to get that coal, but it burns more cleanly. It has certain advantages. Right. But everyone's required to fit these electrostatic filters. So they just go and buy the dirtiest coal they can because it's cheaper. <laughs> um, so this is what we this is what economists it's, call it's perverse insane. incentive. It's, it's yeah. what economists call perverse incentive. And it is insane because it's literally divorced from reality. If you but, have one solution that's imposed by force, you're not allowed to look for other solutions. But that's, and that's the problem. You're not yeah. being held to an objective standard. All they'd have to do mm. is measure that car's output and say, no matter how you do it, you have to make sure the output is, is cleaner than this amount. You know, give it a number. Well, that's, well, that's so, what frustrates me, because that's the right way to solve the problem, and that will encourage innovation and encourage people to solve the problem. Right. Um, and, and, and probably come up with a lot of interesting new technologies on the way and learn things, you know, like, oh, and discover, oh, well, wow, we can actually make this way more efficient if we do this. Like, we were trying to get this goal, but like the story of Viagra, I think it was... Um, to help people with low blood pressure or high blood pressure. I think it was low blood pressure. And then they were giving it to the guys and the guys were reporting a side effect, shall we say. We don't, we don't need to go into details about the side effects on the family. <laughs> but suddenly, but I mean, you know, like that was, the, the medication was not developed for that purpose, but actually it had a side effect that turned out to be, well, very valuable, shall we say, and produce a whole new market of products. But... That never would have been discovered if they'd said, well, the only way you're allowed to lower blood pressure is via this chemical process in the human body. So all of your drugs must target this pathway to do it. It's the same sort of thing. It is the same sort of uh, thing because what's going on is one of them, if you if you measure the output of the car and you say, however you make it so the car does not, does not emit this pollution, do it and we'll let you have the car, otherwise not. That's an objective standard. That's objective law. But mm. the one where you say... You are required to buy this product from a company, the the platinum company, which just funded my re-election campaign, so that everyone has to yeah. buy that product and none other. That's non-objective law. That's that's tyranny. It's it's small tyranny, but tyranny, small tyrannies can grow. My greatest objection was when they said in the seventies, when they said, "Oh, the oil is is running out because OPEC is making it expensive. Therefore, to get." Uh, you have to get more miles per gallon for every car. So you have to make the car oh. lighter. Well, here's the problem. Well, hang on. That That's the, wait, wait. You're wrong. Human you're wrong. Life if you you're, make you're the actually, cars lighter. No, no, wait. You're slightly wrong there. Um, the I? cafe standards they brought in. No, no, no. You're not completely wrong. The cafe standards they brought in said cars on average must meet a minimum mileage requirement. But then they actually said go and solve that however you like, but you've got to do it in the next five years something like that and then yeah the only way they could solve it was to make the cars lighter but um it's all it's also how, why everyone how is, that, how is that in any way different from what i said well no no but i mean they actually they actually did the right thing they said you have to no, make they these mileage no no hang on hang on they, they actually said, said we need to solve save gas the way to save gas is to have more has to have more efficient cars that get more miles per gallon yes but that's not okay, that's, that's that's irrational okay that's hang what on what they should have said is let, let me explain as the though. price of gas goes up you may make cars any way you wish so the consumer can decide where he oh, wants that's to spend true. his gas his gas money no but no that's true a standard that says you have to make a lighter car 
then the car is less crashworthy, then you're imposing a solution to the gas problem, which is a government-caused oh, yeah. problem. No, I which agree. has a cost in human blood, because more people oh, yeah, have died in car accidents. Well, the other, the, the, other, the other irony is um, because they imposed those standards and everyone went to lighter cars, but people don't like the lighter cars because it killed the station wagon, basically. Yeah. Um, everybody went from the station wagon to the SUV, which was a light truck. Right. Which was a truck. And because that's a truck, not a car. And the, and the truck and had they've made the problem standards. worse. They've made the problem worse. It's ironic. Sure. Sure. Like, it more gas. It's because they're it's, big, it's, it's the, because it's, the truck. It's right. it's the it's it's the typical well, it's almost the typical environmentalist solution to any problem, which is right. we will impose a solution. And the knock-on effect of that solution will be worse than where we were originally. Right. It's it's because amazing because they maybe, do it so consistently. Maybe the first generation of uh, conservationists were actually, you know, in, in real life, concerned about keeping the wilderness wild Ooh. for hunting and recreational purposes and, you know, cleaning no, up the environment and so on and so forth. But no. not these Conservationists days, and ecologists are different, though. They They've always taken been different. Over, they were taken over by the echo-nuts who are basically yes. Marxists. And the Marxists, what they want is control. They're utopians. Yeah. They want to solve all the world's problems through their god. And their god is not our god. Their god is Caesar. Their god is the state. Their god is the will of mankind writ large. The will of the people. So, well, no, it's their they... will writ large. It's not even... It's, it's definitely not the will of the people. Well, it's the will of the people as focused through the glorious leader. That's why I said Caesar's their god. Oh, yes. Yeah. And... and the so they don't actually care the, the, if the if someone actually thought that human activity was causing global warming and the global warming was real which is really hard for me to believe considering what the science is they've been predicting global warming every every year of my life after 1978 i believe was the mm. year they switched from predicting the ice age to predicting global warming and none of their predictions have come true no. they made predictions based on a computer model that can't even uh, back, that can't even retro predict the way things will turn yeah. out now from 20 years, putting in the data from 20 years earlier or whatever, you know. Uh, none mm -hmm. of the predictions have come true. Their <laughs> theory calls calls for an inversion layer in the upper atmosphere that will reflect heat back down to the Earth. That inversion layer doesn't exist. I mean, the the, 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 the model is, is falsifiable. It's only being it's only being propped up by, by Huey, by hogwash, you know. By uh, you know, hide the decline by 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 monkeying the data by by lying about the figures, and by outright well, lies. But well, they ecology echo nuts give the Marxists everything they want. They have a they have a mm. glorious motive that the Eloy will buy. Everyone wants to, a clean world. Why not? It 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 has an appeal to their to their mystical nature because they're 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 saving Mother Nature from the from the uh, the evil rapists of uh, the maggots of mankind, which are a plague. It, it appeals to their hatred for man because man in that model is just the maggots, right? Mm. It gives them nearly unlimited power to control all energy use and the entire economy. Anything that can be said to be affecting the ecology now comes into their purview once you say that, that it is a government, it's a government issue to make sure that your backyard is clean, okay? Mm. So they can also say that thoughts, words, and deeds, anything, can be part of the uh, ecological equation including things like racism and being and being unpleasant to each other and, and so on and so forth Any, anything can be said to be causing to be contributing to global warming okay 
Because it doesn't mean anything. Because any any activity that causes entropy produces, produces heat or something in some way, you know. And all you got to do is make sure you have control enough control of the public school system to make sure that people don't have enough scientific education to be able to check basic basic facts and data to to, to see that it's all fraud. It's all just a big, yep. a big lie. Yeah. And you also have to quell all public debate. Now, the way to quell public debate is by declaring it to be an emergency. No one is actually worried about one degree of one degree Celsius of ocean heat rising over the next 150 years. That's not an emergency. No. You see, they're worried that the world's going to end in 12 years. That's an emergency. That means that there's no time to debate the matter. There's no time for scientists to make a decision. There's no time for us to, to look at the evidence. There's no time for us to have a public discussion. The, the science no. is settled. The, the debate is over. The matter is done. It's an emergency. The house is on fire. You're, you're, if your child has a fever, you don't, you don't wait. Uh, you have to do everything right away. You have to give Caesar all the power over everything and make sure that everything is within 15 minutes of your house and put up put a barricades. Yeah. Monitor, your, monitor your car. Put it. Put a chip in your head. Put a chip on your hand. Make sure that people don't exceed their their calorie intake uh, limits. You see, they don't care about the environment. They care about power, because they they're, have. they're that's these guys. The Marxists got their marching orders from Hegel, who comes from a long line of of uh, uh, hermeticists and alchemists and uh, Gnostics and other people who are members of esoteric religions, Freemasons and Rosicrucians. That they go all the way back to the to the Bronze Age. There's always been magicians among us, people who think that by changing the word you call something, it changes the thing. Mm. Haven't you noticed how political correctness is all about word control? Yes. Okay. No, nothing actually really changes when you when you you know when you say A is B or B is A, you know, and just because you say it's an emergency doesn't mean there's actually any danger. They're saying it's an emergency because of triage. During a wartime, mm. you could do things that you're not allowed to do during peacetime. During wartime, you you have to do triage. You have to let some people die without without medical care if they're wounded, because you don't have mm. the resources, you know. And so you separate the, the guys who can be saved from the guys who the guys who will get better without any any aid. You let them get better by themselves because you're out of stuff. With the guys who can be helped, with the guys and the guys who can't be helped, you don't help, you know. Even though in peacetime, and you, if you had plenty of resources and it wasn't an emergency, you would do that. See, you'd help everybody, yeah. Right, and also during an emergency, you're allowed to set evacuate people to move them from one point to another, which you cannot legally do otherwise. Otherwise, that's that's uh, false imprisonment. That's kidnapping. Hmm. Okay. During emergency, uh, any port in a storm, that phrase comes from the law. If you're yep. if you're caught in a storm at sea and your ship is about to be damaged, you are allowed to go enter someone else's port, even if it is trespassing, because it's, it's hmm. allowable during the emergency. But if it's exigent circumstances, yeah, right, you can plead necessity. But during a sunny day, you can't just barge into his port and tie up to his Tied to his dock when it's a private dock. No, it's trespassing. Okay. Well, so therefore everything becomes an emergency, including things like a, a one degree Celsius rise in the uh, global, the ocean temperature <laughs> over the next 150 years. It's an emergency. We're all going to die within the next 12 years. Everyone's going to die. We're all going to burn up. You know, it's, it's a false alarm. It's a false fire alarm. And they're yep. doing it for two reasons. One is to create chaos. The other is to create tyranny. They're anarcho-capitalists, you know. So well, 15 minute cities, insane idea, absolutely insane. If people wonder, wanted to live in small towns with the convenience of small town life, they'd go move to a small town. 
I wonder um I wonder how it's going to go. I have some hope actually. I think I think they've been emboldened by the um yeah. I I, I agree, yes. <laughs> um I have some hope because clearly clearly the bugmen um have been emboldened. I think it's reasonable to call them bugmen. They want us all to live like insects. And they want to be the queen of the anthive. Um it's, it's, it's at least as good a description as Morlocks, who are the subterranean cannibal predators, who think that they evolved beyond human beings. They think they're more advanced than us because they're, uh, they're, they're, uh, they come after humanity. So yeah. yeah. But I, but I have hope. I have some hope, believe it or not, because I watched what happened during the unspecified virus of unspecified origin. <laughs> we um, call it the in my house we I, call it the Wuhan Red Death. So. I, I I love uh, I, I love that description from the critical drinker, the unspecified is, virus of unspecified on. origin. But anyway, not um, only do all the best engineers come from Scotland, but some of the best jokes do too. So. <laughs> but um, we watched what happened there, and it was insane here in Australia. Like um, we were in my state, the least restricted one, I think, during most of the whole thing. Um, at one point, we were uh, locked down to within what they called a local government area, um, which is a council area or whatever, which where I live, um, our, 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 our council shire is a couple of hundred, well, a hundred and something kilometers, about a hundred miles from top to bottom and about as wide. It's enormous, like it's huge. So we were allowed to travel anywhere within that area, which is fine. I do like, I didn't notice because I almost never go to the city. I'm quite content where I live. There's True. plenty of, there's plenty to do. I, but for I was some... in a similar situation since I never leave my house for any reason. I didn't notice there was a lockdown going on. But for some, but for some people, like, um, the the <laughs> dist- the the areas were tiny. Like the areas were because 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 um, the areas are divided up approximately by the amount of population in them. Um, in the inner cities, some of these areas were tiny, were microscopic. Like, they were kilometers across. They're, they're tiny areas that you were then restricted to when you already live in a, you know, a two-bedroom apartment. Like, it's madness. Yeah, that, that um, was, and that was where the idea for the 15-minute city came from. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm guessing the idea has been around a lot longer, but because people oh. went along... Let me tell you. Let me tell you where it comes from because I thought this was fascinating. I did not know this until quite recently. Okay, uh, but let me then finish while I have. Oh, while go I have, ahead. I'm oh. sorry. Go ahead. You have the floor. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, okay, but but between that and the coercion um, for everybody to be vaccinated, as our prime minister said, nobody forced you to take it. The lying bag of crap. <laughs> um, but you know, you can't. You just can't participate in society, and you um, can't go anywhere or do anything or have a job if you won't. Speaking as um, an attorney, uh, threatening someone with exile, <laughs> even internal exile, like threatening, like like uh, stranding John John the uh, the uh, Revelator on Patmos, is a threat, and forcing someone to do something by means of a threat is coercion, even though it's not assault and battery. So yes, he's so, a liar. I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, to force is forcing someone to do something, not force. Yes, no one and, held them down. That's true. No one I'm held actually, them down and jumped them. Yes, actually put a physical hand on the physical body. They just held but, a gun to your head. Every, yes, well, yeah. Um, so even though they held the gun to your pocketbook, 
to your even, even travel, though, to even your though, freedom, even though, to your liberty. Well, yes. Even though the clown came out and said that, but I mean, um, and we, we have ridiculously high vaccination, uh, at least first two dose gene therapy rates in this country, like 95% compliance above 18, I think. I've, I've heard uh, that people that people suddenly dying from uh, uh, cardiac diseases is caused by global warming. That's what I heard. Uh, uh, my, my understanding from the latest research is uh, it's definitely not that that's causing all the heart attacks. It's reading the high energy bills while smoking pot, pot as the climate changes is my understanding. That's that's true. Because I believe, <laughs> I believe pot smoking is the only human activity that does not contribute to, to climate change as well as bug eating. Anything they want us to do does not somehow magically... Apparently, not to climate change. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I have hope because I mean they've been emboldened because you mean, you mean everybody. Hope that the, you mean hope that the population will rise up and. and, and well, I, I, I have, I have hope. I mean, they've certainly been emboldened by the fact that everybody was panicked and went along with this. But I'm emboldened because in England they're putting bollards up for their 15 minute cities, and the residents keep pulling them out of the ground and throwing them in the <laughs> throwing them in the river. They're not putting up yeah. with it, and. Um, jab compliance rates, despite the fact that, I mean, here in New South Wales, um, we have the public health officer still coming out and hysterically carrying on going, oh, you need your 75th booster. You need your 75th booster jab or you're definitely going to die this winter. Um, but compliance rates are, wow. are, are minuscule. Like they're just, nobody's doing, everyone's going, well, no, I've had enough of this. I'm not, I'm not playing ball anymore. So I have hope because they've been emboldened by all the compliance, but so they're pushing forward. But I have hope because I'm not sure people will be so willing to comply next time. I'm not sure people will be so willing to be panicked. And one of the side effects of um, all of the media screaming the panic and fear is lots of people learn, and all of the social big social media sites censoring any discussion and all of the rest of it is... Um, all of these people that were dissenting and had questions found other ways to communicate. They found other ways to talk to each other. They found ways to work around the problem. And and none of public, none of but and, and none of the these public. ways have gone away. And none and of these oh sorry and none of these and and all of the direction of the flow of people is from people who were not skeptical and who were panicked. When they see through it, they become skeptics. They never go back. You won't convince these people again. And I don't think they'll be convinced. I don't think they'll be as easily convinced by the next panic. I mean, if people are dying and falling over in the streets and it's and like bleeding out their eyes, like, you know, Ebola, you'd probably panic them successfully. But I don't think you will short of that. Look, they got panicked in America, even though no one was dying in the streets. They got no, that's what I'm America, saying. Yeah, even though, agreed. Even though no one, even though no hospitals were flooded with patients. Hmm. The, the, uh, there was a big frou-frou-rah when, when uh, the federal government sent two Navy hospital ships to New York in anticipation that there was going to be a, uh, a huge flood of and nothing happened. in the emergency yeah. rooms. And all that happened is everyone who had a legitimate reason to be in the hospital stayed away, and so people died of easily curable diseases. Now, yeah. here's the other thing I was going to say. Scaring people by saying you there is a disease that is invisible, has few or no symptoms, that is easily transmissible, and every human person you meet, you meet and you get within six feet of him, will kill you, could kill you. Okay, that seem, that makes it seem absolutely reasonable to hide in your house. 
mm. because every person you meet is now is now deadly, or you're so you're told. But if you say, listen, we've got to keep you walking within 15 minutes of your house. We have to put you in place under house arrest with an ankle monitor to, to make sure you do not drive your electric car 16 minutes away from your house. Well, we'll have these. The we'll have world, mobile phones. Let so. me finish. Otherwise, no. the world will will burn up in a hundred years. No one is going to consider that to be an imminent threat. You see, so that's the big difference between the panic. People are used to having uh, uh, quarantines during during epidemics. It's it's allowable. Mm. People understand it is reasonable. Now, this is the first time anyone ever quarantined something. Quarantined the healthy people. Instead of the sick, instead of the sick people, you know what they did is they put all the sick people in the old folks' homes to kill off the old folks, and then wrote books about what a good job they did during the COVID lockdown. That was a uh, yeah. That was one of our, our mayor, our one of our New York uh, uh, governors, one of our administrators did that. Here they, they also, um, they have they have done they have managed great strides in propagandizing youth though to be terrified of. Um, the emergency like the climate change emergency and things like that to the point that these poor kids are just hysterically afraid of hysterically yes. afraid of this let me mention one thing about I, I i said that i knew what the origin of this was and it kind of surprised me when I, earlier but i wanted you to finish your comment first but here's, sure sure here's my comment hg wells the same guy who wrote the time machine wrote hmm. a book back in the day called the open conspiracy and the theme the theme of the book was this Socialists did not need to have a violent revolution, as Marx predicted, in order to uh, replace capitalism with a more utopian system. All that had to be done was for the, the hoi polloi, the lesser people, the, the eloi, uh, the, 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 the serfs, to be convinced to accept their masters peaceably. And the masters being wiser and smarter, being enlightened, would, would make the correct decisions based on scientific right reason as to how everything in society should be run. That was that was the Wellesian theory. And but what that he goes said back was... To, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, that goes back to Plato and the Republic. Sure, but here's, here's what <laughs> no, makes it... There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. But here's what makes it Wellesian. He said, all you have to do is make them feel guilty for using resources. Mm -hmm. Because people are normally good-natured and will shoulder an extra burden to help out their neighbor. Mm -hmm. So if you say, hey, to help out your neighbor, you have to use less of this. You have to eat less of that. You have to not have any factories near you. You have to not use any products. You don't get shoes. You don't get to have a hat. Okay, go back to, go back to cloaks and, and, and boots and, and sandals like the Romans. Okay, go back to, go back to sticks and, and, <laughs> and rocks like mm -hmm. the caveman. You get to learn how to gnat flint. That works. The whole ecological madness from ozone holes to DDT to everything else that turned out to be a complete fraud uh, is is based on this Wellesian idea of convincing people that use, the use of resources is the original sin. That if mankind does things, <coughs> builds cities, builds engines, burns fires, that the sky god and the earth mother are going to be mad at you. So you yep. have to live in poverty self-imposed poverty like a monk you know take a take a vow of take a vow of poverty like a uh, like a uh, a jesuit or something so that your overlords can decide where the society's wealth is going to be used on whether i mean either they can use it for a mansion for themselves or a dachau or a or a vacation yeah. in davros 
on themselves because they're they have lots of things to do and they're smarter than us and they uh, you know but this whole thing is like I said it's just a religion it's an anti-christian anti-human anti-life religion and it goes way back Marx is only the most recent uh, popular uh, variation he's a non-supernatural version earlier earlier hermeticists and Gnostics believed in gods and spirits not these guys yep. uh, and they use basically the same approach and the same language, and the idea is to get your is to get retaliation for your happy neighbors to make them as miserable as you by promising them infinite happiness. And it always, by the way, it always works the same way. You don't ever come out and criticize their religion, their god, their social order, their laws, their institutions. You say no, no, no. I agree with you that marriage is fine, but now we're going to improve marriage by allowing. Uh, a man to marry an animal, a, 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 a woman, a woman to marry herself, or whatever. We're going to improve. Yep. Your God is a good God, but we're going to improve God by including all the other gods into our concept of God, and to say that every man is also a God. We, we're all gods. The way these guys work is they don't say they're going to get rid of your God. They're just going to improve your God by including all the other gods and you and me. So every man is also a God. So every person is part of God. We're going to make it an improved democracy, a super democracy where we're going to have all the benefits of democracy and everyone's going to get a vote, but we'll have all property in common. And by all property in common, we mean that we, the enlightened, will decide what you, the benighted, are going to do, and you will live in a pod, and you will eat bugs, and you will own nothing, and you will be happy. And so, also, we're, going to, we're not going to uh, outlaw marriage. We're going to improve marriage by letting everyone marry everyone. Or did I say that one already? We're going to improve the money system by taking you off that nasty gold standard and taking all your paper money away so everything will be kept everything will be kept track of electronically through a form of cryptocurrency where one man in Davros will get to decide by pushing a button whose wealth will evaporate instantaneously overnight and it will only be the bad people not you not you people with high ESG scores have have you seen like the central bank digital currencies they're straight up about it oh we'll be able to control what things can be spent on to prevent money laundering and we'll be able to uh, you know, um, transactions will be automated and easy. So we'll be able to take fines out of your account directly with you having no say in the matter. And right. we'll be able to turn your money on and off as we see fit if you don't do it. Like, it's just, yeah. oh, I mean, I, I think at this point. Did, did we did we already say that this is more nightmarish than anything invented by 1984 by George Orwell or by it, it Aldous Huxley? I don't it remember really if is. I made that comment, but this is the number of the beast. This is I, them controlling every aspect of human existence for no purpose. None of these things are going to solve any of the problems they claim they're going to solve. They don't no. care about the problems. It's just no, they just want to be in charge. Yes, they want but to they be also gods. want to die. They also want to commit suicide in, in a group. They also don't like life. They don't like females. They want the females to be males. They don't like males. They want the males to be females. They certainly don't like children, unless they can buy them or sell them as a sex object. They don't like any of the things that human beings who are alive like. They, they're, they're, they're vegetarians. They're nudists. They don't like clothes. They don't like meat. I mean, I mean, I can't think of anything they actually like that gives them joy out of life. They're just against things. Because they're all, like I said, magicians. They're members of an esoteric, anti-life, religion and we have to realize we're dealing with religious fanatics we're dealing with jihadists with who are on a, who are waging a holy war because no 
ordinary, normal disincentive is going to deter them. They're asking you, with the 15-minute cities, they're asking you to cooperate in building your own prison house. They want you to brick yourself up and to, to put down the mortar yourself and lay it up brick by brick, one brick at a time, to put on the chains yourself and to throw the key away. That's what they're asking you to do. So why can't people say no to this madness? To well, this obvious trick. Because, because they liars. Would. Go ahead. I said they'll say no because obviously they would. People don't want to live like this. People don't want to live the way the bug men want them to live. People don't want to be don't want but, to join them in their bugginess. But we are usually willing to shoulder an extra burden if we actually think it's gonna help our neighbors. Or we think it's gonna help oh, the nation. Or we think it's how gonna help selling the world. it. I'm that's not how sure how selling it's... it. It's white blackmail. They're appealing to the best thing in human nature to get the worst things done. It is the most evil thing I can imagine. It is not yeah. it comes straight from hell. I'm sorry. It's... It is diabolical. It is not I don't believe any human being could be this evil. Sorry, well, I, I have a very negative view of human beings, but this this is a level beyond of that, evil yeah. genius below that that I think it's it's uh, supernatural. I think that oh. only prayer and fasting is going to drive these people away. They're possessed. Now, we maybe might... they're only possessed by a bad idea. Maybe they're only possessed by power lust. Maybe they're only possessed by suicidal impulses. Or maybe they're possessed-possessed. Hard to say. Well... I mean, I suppose we always have the option the Dutch took with uh, their Prime Minister, Johan de Witt, in 1672. Um, I'm not advocating for that, and I'm not going to say what they did on the podcast, because that might get us pulled down off YouTube. I'm just saying there are options. So, so spell <laughs> the name out. Was it de Witt, you said? W-I-T-T? Jo jo Johan de Witt, or de Witt, okay. probably de Witt, but it's spelled so, de Witt. W-I-T-T. So let's say the, uh, the, we, we Anglos can, can say DeWitt and uh, everyone from uh, Netherlands has to say DeWitt. Yes. So as, as homework for, for our beloved listeners, we have to, uh, they have to look it up to see what should happen to unpleasant and unpopular magistrates who overstep their bounds. Yes. You know? Well, I mean, I don't think I'm advocating for doing it because it went a little far. You're just, just saying, opening it up as a I'm possibility. Just saying, I'm just saying there are options, people. Let's keep, let's keep our <laughs> options open. Yes, yes. Now, here's what worries me. During the Middle Ages, there were periodic peasant revolts whenever the, whenever the laws and the taxes became too burdensome, uh, called jacqueries, because the jacks would all rise up and, and rebel. But, but they were disorganized, and the, uh, the, the knights would just ride in on their armor and kill a bunch of them until the rest of them were cowed into obedience, and they would, usually nothing was done. Usually nothing ended up happening of any kind of reform or improvement. You just have a bunch of peasants hanging from trees by the neck. So... What we have to do to stop the encroachment, to stop the Morlocks, the, the bug people, the enlightened ones, the magicians, the, uh, the, those who know better than us, the, the power grubbers, the leftists, the whatever you want to call them, the, the, uh, uh, we have to get organized. In addition to praying and fasting, we have, to, we have to make a coordinated way to get institutions that they cannot invade or enter, you see. Which means we have to gatekeep those institutions. We have to make ways of communicating with each other. But I'm saying it has, it has, we have to be more organized. We have to all do our part. Because basically we're in a cold war with that with these people. They know yeah. it, and we don't. And they've been following a, a game plan. I mentioned I mentioned the open conspiracy by, by H.G. Wells. They've been following the same game plan for hundreds of years. The 
a high-level dissenter from the Soviet Union. I can't recall his name off the top of my head. Bezimov, I don't remember if that's his name or not, said that there was a four-step process they used in every society to to create chaos and to overturn it. We have to be aware of what their what their tactics are and what their goals are, what their motives are. Mm. Their motive is not to help the planet. They don't believe in global warming. They're the people the people who who are deceived by their lies might believe it's happening, but no real scientist thinks it's happening. The, the, the evidence is, is, is against them. They don't. We don't need um, a fifteen. And even if it was true, we don't need a fifteen minute city to stop global mm. warming. What we need is a giant space parasol. Okay. Or just, or just to, uh, if we, if we want to get rid of carbon, just plant more trees. You and say, build nuclear reactors everywhere. Build nuclear reactors everywhere. Anyone who, do, anyone who is, is actually serious about global warming, I have never met them, because I've never heard a no. single one of them say, "I want the energy supply to be something that doesn't produce any any uh, greenhouse gases." Well, you meet the odd one. Power the, produces there are a few zero exist, greenhouse gases. But yeah, I, I've never met them. I, I've never met. Them. I, I'm sure they exist. The same I'm sure UFOs exist, but I've never seen one. I'm back. To, I'm kidding. I don't believe in UFOs. I, they're clearly chariots uh, 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 being driven by sky devils. So, um, but but it, we can't let these people appeal to our better nature to lock us into a worse situation where we build our own prisons. Okay. I think they may have, fortunately, well, um, providentially, I should say. <laughs> Um, Much better word. I think, ironically, COVID may have caused them to overplay their hand, and and move. We 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 were all moving slowly towards um, this this enslavement. It was it had been happening for a long time and had been moving slowly forward. Um, the bugmen seemed to have seized on their opportunity, what they thought was their opportunity to advance their plans a whole bunch. And as evil always does, it's overplayed its hand. Yeah, because evil's based they're, on pride. Because evil's woken... based on pride, and pride yeah. overestimates itself. That's 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 why they always overplay their hand. But but now but people I have woken up and did. seen what they're doing. Well, I we'll hope see. You're people, right. I we hope have. You're right. You were talking about we need channels of communication, but mm -hmm. look what happened during um, the pandemic. Um, people were organizing protests on Facebook people were getting organized and people were organizing and then Facebook came along and closed all of these down. Yeah, see, that's the problem. These, but no, no, no. I mean, that, yes, I agree. But all of these people didn't just go, dang, I guess we can't do that then. They all moved to Signal and Telegram and they found other ways to work around the problem. And, and now, now the powers that be have created these alternative networks, these parallel economies and these alternative networks for people to communicate on that they can no longer control. Um, so hopefully when they try to advance their plans further, people will be in a better position to organize, to push back. We'll see what happens. I mean, for all we know, this has been the plan. Uh, this has been the plan from the beginning and God is allowing the final end time and the end of the world. So there's no getting past this. It's just going to get really ugly and then we win. But maybe not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We don't know if this is the last battle or the next to the last battle or maybe the end of the world is, is five million years from now. But uh, we're, supposed to be at our, we're supposed to be at our battle stations when our master comes. He's going to come like a thief in the night and you're not going to get any warning. He's going to just show up and say, 
you know, hey, what are you doing? And uh, you'll you'll have to go. Oh no no, I'm I'm busy. I'm I'm doing my job, sir. <laughs> I was could, I wasn't could... goofing off. You know. It could just be the case because Christianity, the the gospel is spreading like wildfire in China and Africa. Yeah. Um, Thank you, God. To 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 the point that the Chinese the Chinese government like is trying to oppress it and uh, crack down on it. Yeah. Um, which is always which has always worked amazingly well to silence Christianity. Christianity has never spread when it's oppressed in all of human history. That's always been effective <laughs> at suppressing the gospel. What what I'm hoping is that some <laughs> bishops from Africa will will straighten out the bishops from Europe and get them to stop being stop chasing after the false idols of worldliness and return but to I the just, Christian tradition of Christian we, we we may we may just be witnessing the death of the west rather than the death of the world rather than the end yeah. of the world we may just be witnessing the death of our civilization um and that's be that as it may all civilizations come and go civilizations aren't forever sure, only, only ironically only people are but the bug, the bug men believe the reverse. Civilizations yeah. are forever and people come and go. But right. actually, the truth is the reverse. Civilizations well, come and notice, go, but people are forever. Notice the pattern. They belittle the importance of the individual and increase the importance of the collective because that gives them an excuse to abuse power. They say mm -hmm. it's always an emergency because during an emergency, you may use power. That gives them an excuse. They say that you're a bigoted, racist, homophobic, Islamophobe because you're insane. Those are accusations of phobia, of insanity. And the same person, same people have always been able to, to throw madmen into, into madhouses. It gives them, they're allowed. It's an emergency, you see? Hmm. So everything that they do, everything in their philosophy is meant to allow them to use a double standard. Hypocrisy is the, is the source and summit of everything they believe. Rules for thee and not for me. They're the enlightened ones. We're the benighted ones, you know? Yep. And how do they know they're enlightened? Well, they just consult their own internal register of their emotions. And because they're God, I mean, remember they said they they have a new and improved God? It's them. <laughs> but yeah. they're, not, they're not against our religion or our God or our civilization. Oh, no, no. They just happen to be helping uh, everything that, that makes civilization decay. Once, here's the other thing. They have to rely on deception and wordplay to win. If, if people got into the habit of calling things by their right names, Everything they're saying is actually absurd, logically absurd, absurd on its face. So All we have to do is the is the hard part. Be honest. So, that will well, drive the back. So the the solution to pushing back is speak the truth to power. Actually, speak the truth to power. Yes. To get back yes. to church, repent in sackcloth and ashes, and prayer, repent. and right, and organize, and organize, and. We've been handed all of the tools to do well. We've we've always had the tools to do this, except the last one. It's and a lot handed, easier these days than we've ever been handed those before. tools. So I mean, just just the fact that you and I can have this conversation so easily on the on the futuristic video phone. I mean, come on, in from that, opposite in, sides of the globe. Yeah, from opposite sides of the globe. Yeah, where I consider to be your your time and your seasons to be wrong, not really different. So, but that's just Fair that's enough. just me. Oh, oh, fair enough. Oh, no, he, he agrees with that. The, the one thing I said that's absolutely silly, he agrees with. Everything I said is I'm not sure, John. Okay, okay. So what do you see? What do you think the solution is going to be for this, for the uh, for the 15-minute city? How are we going to get out of talking, these, letting these people talk us into madness? I think we're going to have to, well, hopefully we don't have to shoot our way out. I don't want it to come to that because that gets at that... 
because with the exception of the American Revolution, and that was a close-run affair, these things always get out of hand and often end up worse than when we started. The American Revolution was a rarity in history, and let no one tell you otherwise. Anyone other than George Washington, any other man who was offered a crown at that time would have taken it. But it almost it almost didn't succeed. I mean, like, but it almost... Like it almost ended. It almost ended like the French Revolution. It, it oh, was yeah. a close. It all was a close run thing. So I'm I'm convinced it was miraculous. I don't see that. Oh, of course, there's no way anyone could defeat the greatest empire ever to exist at that time, which is the British Empire, who had the best musket men and they had Hessian mercenaries and they had ships and they had arms and they had men and we had a a bunch of uh, backwoodsmen. You know, uh, no, it was impossible. It, it, it was it but, was a miracle. It was it was the hand I of think... God. There's, I we, think we, Americans cannot take credit for a successful revolution. <laughs> but I would say, I think, well, God will prevail because you know what? He always will. He's in control. Um, whether right. our civilization will survive, whether we will survive, none of that matters. Uh, well, here's, here's what happens. It'd be I... good if it, it'd be, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if we could turn this back without force. It would be nice if we could turn this back without everything being burned to the ground and having to rebuild it from scratch. But that if we have to, on, we have to. That depends on them, not on us. Well. It only takes one side to make a war. Right now it's a cold war. It's a cold war that our side is fighting. Once If it mm. becomes a hot war, that's up to them. They, they, they get to decide whether or not they're going to start, start arresting political enemies and raiding their houses and, uh, and so on and so forth. Well, they're already doing that. Well, I, I haven't heard yet. Uh, I haven't seen the news today, so I don't know whether or not uh, President Trump has been arrested for a, a, a oh, non-crime. But they've been arresting, in the U.S., they've been arresting pro-lifers. There was a pregnant yeah. woman harassed in her house in Victoria here in Australia for saying she was thinking about going to a protest or was publicizing there was a protest on against lockdowns. Um, and she was harassed by police who knows how many people they did it to she just caught it on camera um Amazing. so well the uh it's mad you know god will keep his promises i'm hoping that we're not going to enter the time of the babylonian captivity because sometimes the the, the people of god uh, do bad things and have to be have to be punished uh but sometimes they repent so that's why i'm hoping for repentance rather than punishment because there's an old saying that you that, you, that, that i believe you told me you can vote yourself into socialism, but you have to shoot your way out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's not original to me, but uh, I've certainly said that on occasion. And I, <laughs> we will, we will see, we will see what happens. Um, God is good, and in the end, we will triumph, uh, whether yes. in this life or the next. It doesn't matter. Correct. But it would be nice to avoid the downfall of civilization. It would be nice. It would. It would be. be nice. It would be. It would be. It would be preferable to avoid the horrors that look to be that are definitely one of the branches we could go down now. Yeah. Uh, if we don't, if we don't, we don't. If we're too far gone, so be it. But His we should at done. least, we should, we should at least go down fighting. His will be done, but also stock up on food and ammo. Except you're not allowed to have ammo in, in, uh, in uh, Wales, in uh, New South Wales. Yeah. So move to America. Move to Texas. <laughs> By the way, it, it, according to, uh, uh, Texas is legally allowed to detach itself from the union at any time that was part of the conditions written down in writing in the in the, in the state constitution when they joined so if, if things get too california like here in america they're just going to jettison the rest of the country and uh and they'll survive so we'll see 
Well, thank you everybody for joining us on this episode. I hope it's been entertaining and we'll talk to you next time.